Welcome to Don't Wait to Write with Amber Petty. Today, we're learning a little something. So to continue with our spooky week, autumnal kind of theme, I wanted to talk about ghosting again. In a previous episode, I talked about why editors aren't ghosting you. It's called that exact thing. You can look it up and listen to it if you're interested. Now, that's mostly about I don't think it's helpful to think of editors as ghosting you because so often they aren't. Somebody not getting back to you when you send a pitch, that's not ghosting. And it makes the whole process feel so much more personal than it really is. Now, this is where part two comes in because sometimes they do ghost you. Yeah. Now, I've had a couple of students get an assignment get a yes from an editor, sometimes even get more information about the project, and then the editor never gets back to them. This does happen occasionally, but I wanted to share a very recent student story that helps kind of reframe the whole thing. A few months ago, one of my students, before she was in my class, pitched an article to a pretty big magazine. I'm not going to name it because I don't want to make them look bad or anything. And and again, it's a a happy ending. But anyway, it's a larger magazine. And this was going to be her first byline that had a big name behind it. So she was very excited. So she pitched this idea. She got a yes from the editor. And she was even put into their system. They had a content management system to use. So she was onboarded into there. But when she looked at her dashboard, which should have the assignment there, there was nothing. So she emailed the editor, hey, I'm not seeing the assignment. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm doing everything right. The editor didn't get back to her. She asked again. She didn't get back. The editor really did disappear and ghosted her. Now, my student thought she had done something terribly wrong and asked me. She's like, I can't even learn a lesson from this because I don't know what I did wrong. I wish they just told me what I did or if I asked something that was too amateur or if I messed up the system so they didn't want to work with me anymore. She was very convinced it was definitely her fault and was frustrated just that she couldn't learn a lesson because she wasn't sure what it was she did wrong. So I let her know that it definitely wasn't her fault. How could it be? All she did was do exactly what she was told and then ask a question. But especially when you're starting out, of course you blame yourself. Oh, I must have said something wrong. I must have done something. Did I do something offensive? Did I come off as an amateur? This is something I hear a lot. It's a fear that you're going to ask a question that editors think is so basic or so elementary that they don't trust you and they'll pull an article from you. This is a fear I hear a lot. That doesn't happen. I'm going to do a little story within a story. But when I started doing freelance articles, I thought that editors did all the copy editing So I occasionally turned things in where I didn't look it over at all. I just wrote it, turned it in. 
Spell check, who needs it? That's an editor's job, thought I. And then an editor thankfully kindly got back to me and said, hey, can you just proofread this more next time? There's too many errors in here. And as I worked a little more and did more research, I was like, oh, editors, that is not their job to clean everything up for you. They are there to make the content better, uh, not be your high school teacher. Now, I wasn't 18 when I did this. I was 31, but I just didn't know better. And what happened was nothing. I still worked with that editor. I still worked with other editors. And I did a very elementary basic, basic mistake a couple of times before she helped me out. And I was not fired and I continued to get work. So the idea that you're going to ask a question that is so obviously amateur and that's going to, you know, blacklist you forever, that just doesn't happen. Editors are used to getting questions Editors are used to all kinds of things, and if it's especially something that can be answered easily, it is just so much better to ask and get on the same page with them than not ask out of fear you're doing something wrong. So anyway, sidebar ended. My student thought that getting ghosted was her own fault. I told her, no, there's no way. She didn't do anything wrong. This happens sometimes. It's very likely that the editor got super busy or that the company got bought out by somebody else and now they have a different mandate for all their content or maybe a bunch of people got laid off and she suddenly had to pick up the slack. There are lots of reasons editors can ghost and it is very rarely that you by just showing up to say, hey, can I get that assignment you promised me? Uh, that that was what soured the deal. So I encouraged my student to check in one more time with this big magazine just to see if maybe things have changed and remind the editor of the assignment she still technically had. Well, that editor got back to her in a couple of days, said her children had been sick, and then she got really sick, and a lot of things fell to the wayside in between. But the editor was happy to work with my student, glad she checked in, and now the project is actually moving forward. So I share this, not that every single time you're ghosted, it will work out in the end, but so often, that's what happens. Editors get sick, or they lose their job, or they lost half of their staff. All kinds of stuff happens on editors' ends. And when they say yes to you and then disappear, it is absolutely not your fault. Not your fault. Now, you can be mad about it. You can be upset and annoyed. Sure. But it's not your fault. And don't, as much as you can, don't spend time trying to figure out what went wrong. Because you can't know because it likely had 0% to do with you. So if you've been ghosted in the past, it might be worth checking in again. Be polite, just remind them in case they have more time or if they still need the story. And you might find that that ghost reappears in the flesh and gives you money. 
All right. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you want to send some pitches out to some non-ghosty editors, you can pick up my 250 Places That Pay Writers on my website for free. Go to amberpetty.com slash 250 and you can pick that up. Thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to see what you write.